like we were talking about this earlier, like I don't think that like there's so many just surface level conversations and that's just so boring. Yeah. Well, and I think people can reach past surface level, but I do believe that you are just the type of person that is more artistic with your words and you know how to, how to articulate them versus me. I know what I want to say, but I don't know how to get it out there. I was like that. And that's when I started reading and started listening to music, like really sad, depressing music. And it puts words that I can be like, that's what I meant. And I just, it, to me, if you can understand why somebody does something or where they came from, then you can look at them differently. You can adjust your methods of communicating with them and your methods of problem solving with them. And it just makes the relationship a little bit easier. Yeah, I agree. Cause I do feel like we're at that point where you can ask me questions that are like really, really deep, but I do feel like you can ask surface level questions like what made you feel this way and then steer them into deeper right. open-minded things. Because people don't like to do that. They don't want to talk about themselves in a deep sense or maybe they don't have a space where they felt secure enough to do so. So I think creating an environment where people feel like they're being heard and they're being accepted is how you get people to like you. Right. And it's also to changing your tone of voice, how you ask the questions. Like I, I told you when um, stuff happened between you and another person, I was like, you're up here. The only way they're going to understand you is if you dial yourself down a little bit. Right. Like be on the same level when you talk to someone. I think that's also a level of emotional intelligence is figuring that out, understanding that you're never looking at something from the same perspective. Right. Accepting who you are. And molding to something a little different, but obviously still staying firm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Like I know that's the thing is I know who I am. And when you're having conversations with people who don't exactly know who they are, you have to really adjust what you're saying and like say it in a way where you never, you never want to make someone feel like they're being attacked Mm -hmm. because people get very defensive very quickly. So it's about like, I hear what you're saying. That makes a lot of sense. Like, Right, and then redirect them in a way that you're like, look, I'm not attacking you. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. A lot of people spend a lot of time. (laughs) Yeah. And on that note, welcome back to episode two of Letters to Me podcast. Fuck, we messed it up. Just keep going. Who are you? I'm Keitha. Who are you? And I'm Kelly. And this is Open When You're Practicing Acceptance. Yay, how exciting. (laughs) I feel like this is a good one just because it kind of feeds off of our last episode of focusing on yourself because it's one thing to accept it's time to focus on yourself. It's another thing to accept who you are fully, completely, what that means, how you get there. The good, the bad, the ugly. Right. And just genuinely accepting. We were talking about it and we were trying to decide did we want to start off of fully accepting who we are or fully accepting what has happened to us? And I was telling Kate that like, it really is you accepting what happened to you or your life first, which makes you who you are. Yeah. You really take all those events because like we said too, the people in your life, the events that happened to you, they don't make sense at the time. And you're like, why did this happen to me? Why did this person come into my life? And then eventually once you figure out who you are, You say, okay, now I know why this person came into my life and walked out. There was a purpose. Right, exactly. And instead of ruminating on that and questioning everything, you 
fully look back and you say, I accept and I'm good. Let's keep moving. So the question is for you, what parts of myself and or yourself have you felt the need to change in the past that you now embrace? So what's a character trait that you saw in yourself and somebody told you that's not right, that's not enough, don't be that, but it's you? See now, we're, we were thinking about this and I was like, hmm, I think there's going to be a list. I was thinking there's going to be like 10 things and I could only think about one. And the one thing that I wrote down is I have accepted that I am just naturally a very anxious person. I'm very nervous. And I know that that's something that has rooted from when I was really young. Like I've always just been a really quiet, like think about everything type person. And that has never changed. It's just I've learned how to deal with it. And I think that is one thing of my past that I have really learned to accept is kind of figuring out, okay, you know what, this is who I am. This is me. Part of my personality is that I'm an anxious person. And instead of trying to change that and completely disregard it, I've just learned how to deal with it. But you weren't always that way. And I think the idea behind accepting yourself is when could you identify exact moments when somebody was like, why are you freaking out about this? And you felt alienated or you felt ostracized because somebody was telling you like, there's nothing to be anxious about. Again, I think that just started at a really young age. Like I would think about so many little details and I do think that that's part of my flaw of like, I look very far into the future. And I think that's one part that I shouldn't accept of myself is looking into the future because one question that like I was going to ask you because you're honestly on a very different level than I am like I do feel like I'm at that point right now where I'm still accepting things in my past and because I only have one thing written down I was telling Kelly that I've never sat down with myself and thought about okay what are things that I need to accept about myself and what are you know who who am I I've never sat down and really thought about that myself and so I was thinking like, okay, well, how do I know that it's okay to accept that? You know, and that was what I was going to have for you. It's like, when do you know that the, these traits are okay? I think all traits are okay. I don't think that there's something that's so terrible or so utterly bad character trait wise that you need to radically change about yourself. It really is. I always like ask the question, like, would you date yourself? And it's one of those things like everyone's like, oh, like whatever, the perfect man, like think of the perfect person for you. Like that doesn't exist, but it's one of those things where their flaws do not outweigh the positive things about them. So it's about accepting, yeah, I have these flaws and like they are all okay. They don't tear you down in a way that like makes it utterly terrible so it really just is like, as long as I'm not directly hurting other people and I'm actively use your own weaknesses to your advantage. How do you do that? Like I was telling Kate this, like I figured out like I'm a very, very emotional person. And for a really long time, like I was just like sadder, more sad <laughs> than everybody else. And it's one of those things that like I tried not to be as sad as everybody else 
I was like, I don't like that I miss out as everybody else. And I was like, I cry a lot sooner or I get worked up a lot sooner. So it's about controlling my emotions, not letting them, because like the reality is you just control your reactions. I can't ever control what somebody does to me. I can't control the emotions they like evoke out of me, but I can control my reaction. Yeah, absolutely. And I, uh, Kelly and I are reading this book. We're actually forming a mini book club. We've decided. Yeah, we are. We are. And I was reading this one part and it kind of goes hand in hand with acceptance. And I came across it and I was like, okay, yes, like that is true acceptance. And it says what true acceptance is, is truly coming to peace with anything and being able to say thank you for that experience. Oh my God. I used to have a quote written on my wall and it said, forgive yourself as many times as it takes to find peace. And I don't know, like I have a tattoo on my hip and it says at peace because my whole idea is real like life is the balance between order and chaos like life is yin and yang you'll never be 100% happy all the time like you'll never be 100% sad all the time but it's about cultivating the balance and that's where you can exist peacefully like you only know what happiness is and you only know what those good emotions are because you've felt the negative ones absolutely The good teaches you well, but the bad teaches you better. Exactly. And it's about becoming, there you go. It's about just being at peace with the things that you might not like about yourself. You can't, you can't, like who you are, the core of who you are can't change. No. And I don't think I figured that out yet. I don't think I figured out at the core, who am I? Right. And that's why I really struggled with this question because I loved it. We came up with it and we're like, that's a really good topic. And then I actually sat down and I was like, uh, what do I accept about myself? I don't know. Like, I don't really even know who I am right now. Okay. So there's a question for you. Do you ever find yourself adjusting who you are to better fit a situation? Yes and no. Um, my mom has always taught my sister and my brother and I to be the unicorn, be the person that stands out, be the person that moves different, that does different. And so I truly believe that I have stood very firm in that and I have stood well, you know, um, especially when it comes to friends and everything. But in the last episode of my podcast, I did tell you that I became completely irrecognizable when I stopped being that unicorn and when I started to second guess who I was because someone was telling me I wasn't living the correct way. Right. And I began to believe it because I was I knew who I was. And then that was that moment that I lost it. Right. That's when so many people change, like they lose themselves as they find themselves in a situation where they don't know what to do and or somebody is telling them that what they're doing isn't right. So then you adjust and then you lose track of who you are. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to, you know, that chapter in the book is when you think you're having a mental breakdown and you're actually having an emotional breakthrough right right? like that event in my life needed to happen so that I was forced to come to recognition of who I was what is my purpose in life and really start to one become self-aware in it two accept it and start acting on it so since you're a little bit further down the line obviously you are you have accepted things in your past so what was that breaking point and you were like oh my god like it's time to accept i don't think i realized it was happening i 
was lucky enough to have my boss send me to something called rapport leadership training. And I consider myself a pretty emotionally intelligent person. Like I have heavy interest in therapy. I find psychology very interesting. I really too often like to know where people's childhood trauma comes from. And so I like went into the situation being like, what are they going to tell me that I don't already know? And it was one of those things where I was like, it sucks. But I was like, I'm, I'm better than this. I like went in with a slightly, I'm better than this mindset. My boss kept saying like, Hey, please just be open to it. Like I know he knows the way I am. I'm a pretty stubborn person and was like, just be as open as you can to it. And like, I went into the situation and I'm texting Cassie and I'm like, I'm so anxious. Like I don't like not knowing. And so I had, they don't tell you what rapport is. You kind of just go and nobody tells you what it is. And I was super, super anxious. I just knew that someone was going to be yelling at me. And I also know that I'm a crier. And I went into the situation heavily embarrassed of being a crier because in my mind, I was taught that like crying is weakness and crying is for people who can't express their emotions. But like the reality is, is like, I, that's just how I express my emotions and there's nothing wrong with that. And I didn't know it until I was there and until I was vulnerable as hell to all of these people that I've never met before. And just understanding that like who I am does not need to change for anybody else. And like, I am emotional because I don't see the point in hiding the way you feel. And like, that's just something that I had no idea until I was talking to all of these people and they're looking at me, literally telling me that I'm enough. And the only person who's telling me that I'm not enough is me. I'm like, oh, you're crying. You're weak. That's not what you want to be. Stop crying. Stop being emotional about things. Like be logical about everything. And like, there's a time and place to be logical, but emotions make us human. And my realization was that like who I am and the person that I always want to be is somebody who leaves an emotional impact on somebody and somebody who provides a safe space for people to be like, these are my emotions. They figuring they figure them out and they work through them. And so just accepting, I don't know, that you can't, I didn't, I didn't want to be who I thought I wanted to be. But like I like myself better. Yeah. So would you say that you're truly at peace right now? I think it's a forever work in progress. I don't think it, like we were saying before, I don't think it's a destination thing. I think new situations, new moments, new life experiences bring out pieces of you that you need to accept and you can't accept it all at once. I agree. But right now, sitting on this floor, are you at peace with yourself? Oh. Yes and no. I don't, I really don't think it's a something that you're like, oh, yep, that's the one. Okay. Actually, let me change my answer because yeah, I am. Okay. <laughs> because if you think of like being at peace is not, oh, I don't have goals. It's not, I don't think being at, at peace and satisfaction are not the same thing. I think it's, I am where I am. Yeah, you are, you are where you are. You accept the bad you accept the good exactly and I accept like we'll get into this in another podcast episode but I have a binge eating disorder and I've always had a binge eating disorder and it's something that like I heavily work on and obviously I compete so I throw myself into a situation where I'm almost making it worse for myself because that's what I like to do I like to make things hard as hard as humanly possible but that like I accept that I have that 
and I'm actively willing to work on it and I accept everything that has come before this I accept why I do it right I just yeah I sit here and I'm like okay I'll work through it I'm not concerned about it and for so long that's where so much of my anxiety came from and so much of my emotional state came from is I didn't believe in myself to be able to work through things yeah well and we're on the treadmill and Kelly was like I love hard things. I love throwing myself into the worst situation possible so I can solve that problem. And I'm just walking next to her and I'm like, mm-hmm, you go girl, not me. Mm-mm. I can't, I can't deal with that stuff. I, it's, I don't like, I like hard, but in certain aspects, I don't like things that drain me. Mm. But like, I feel like competing is different because it's like you have a purpose and a goal and that's different, but like relationships, people, I'm a pretty well-rounded in the aspect of I will not keep people in my life if they are emotionally draining me. There you go. I can't relate to that because I, for so long, like needed to understand why people were doing things. And I really do grasp that everyone is so different that like it might be emotionally draining to figure someone else out. Absolutely. And I guess now the question is, do you dig and try to figure out who they are or do you accept this is them? I accept them for who they are, why they act the way they act, and I'm not going to dig for the why. No, I always dig for the why, which is, I think it's different. I'm not trying to change them. Right. And I think that's part of your uh you're a fixer you are I wouldn't even say a fixer but you are you have motherly tendencies and I think that that's good and that's bad totally because there's parts of you that I'm I look up to and I'm like I love who Kelly is and I love everything and then there's parts of you where I like I'm like oh I just want her to see this so bad like Kelly is very firm in her identity but she lets certain people walk on her and in the subconscious i dis i agree that that's what it looks like from the outside and i disagree from what it feels like on the inside back to my definition of love is that love is not an inconvenience even when it is it's none at all and when i care about somebody i'm okay with I wouldn't say I su- I used to suppress the way I felt so much that I would let it distort me, but I now understand the fine line between being there for somebody and helping them work through something without it overcoming who I am and overcoming how I feel. You're loving them, but with boundaries. Right. And so a lot of people, right, look at what I do and they're like, why do you, this person doesn't do much for you. Why do you whatever show up for them I like it I like to and I don't think and that's what I'm saying is I don't think there's anything wrong with that and for a long time I really really did I was like I'm providing so much more but that's the thing is I think I'm providing more maybe there we have different love languages and we have different ways of showing up for each other and different ways of doing things and like I like to be emotionally available for people to pour their heart out because a lot of people can't do it to themselves and don't ask themselves the hard questions. And so I'll ask them for you and I'll help you sit there and figure it out until it hurts me. Mm-hmm. And I, it took 
22 years to figure out the fine line between right setting boundaries of where does it start hurting me and where do I say this is enough right and I think you've you've grown a lot with it especially now with like your whole situation and friendships and relationships and Kelly talks to me about where she was when she was 19 versus right now and it's mind-blowing to see that that much self-reflection self-awareness and honestly pain the pain that you go through really shapes who you are and it can take a long time to accept but you'll accept it you know and you develop your threshold like I've been like I was probably 19 and I hit what I define as like the lowest point in my life and so I understand the threshold and I trust myself to acknowledge when is it going to get like when it gets back to that point we don't allow that to happen and I, I think it just comes with finding yourself and focusing on yourself and accepting your past and accepting like I will never allow that to happen to me again. And so like from the outside, it may seem like, oh, maybe Kelly like does too much for other people who don't do much for her. But like I know myself and I know when I'll draw the line. Good. And as long as you know that, like I will never be able to fully understand it because even sometimes now I'm like, Kelly. What, like, what are you doing? But I, I'm not in your head. I don't know what's going on. And I think truly accepting yourself, truly accepting the people around you is trusting in them and supporting them and saying, okay, I'm here for you. I may not fully understand what you're going through, but I'm here. I have a backfire for you. Are you ready for this? God, okay. This goes back to, we were just reading, Katha's talking about 101 Essays That'll Change the Way You Think is the book that we're sitting down and reading. And... One of the signs of someone who is socially intelligent is someone who doesn't or someone who acknowledges that the insecurities and or like flaws that they find in other people is something within themselves that they don't like or they haven't yet figured out or whatever. And so it tends to be that I trust myself. And so when people are like, why are you doing that? I'm like, why are you concerned with what I'm doing? And they're like, well it's because so do you trust yourself to no. create boundaries <laughs> but off the bat no I don't <laughs> thank you for asking no I don't thank you I mean I think I'm getting to the point where I'm getting better with it yeah but again I just oh I don't know I don't know how to say it because I just don't know how to describe it right and that's fine I don't think it's a bad thing I think it's something that comes with time and comes with experiences because setting boundaries only you'll only know that you'll do it when you're put in that situation and we Cassie and I talk about this all the time that you don't fully trust yourself until you're in that situation and able to make that call it's like everyone has a whatever the Mike Tyson quote is everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face I've been punched in the face and I trust my plan and I did what I thought I was going to do yeah, see, I feel like I'm, uh, I just got punched in the face. You need to be punched in the face a few more times. Yeah, and like I'm recovering from that. And I, I do feel like, like I said, I am somewhat firm in my identity. I know that I'm a good person. I know that I have like good qualities about me. It's just like, I know these things, but like we're saying, we don't know how to act on them. We don't know how to appreciate it and love the good about myself, love the bad about myself. It's like I'm in that process right now. Right. And to me, like in a chronological order of things, you accept your past, 
you accept who you are and then you put it into practice and you surround yourself with people who also accept who you are. Right. So we were talking about this, that like it, when you go through your, like whatever you want to call it, your self-actualization, your spiritual healing journey, whatever you decide it is to you, you find people on the other side of that and you will lose friends in the process of figuring it out, you'll realize that some relationships just don't suit you any longer and you'll find issues and some people are willing to work with you through it and some people just cannot wrap their head around it and that's also okay. And it's about accepting, okay, it's a little bit lonely when I'm figuring myself out and I'm setting boundaries. You're going to lose friends. You're going to have relationships that don't sustain because some people are used to walking around on you. There is, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I think we are afraid to lose because lose has such a negative connotation to it that we don't want to let go. I don't think it's afraid to lose. I think it's afraid to be alone. But like we were saying before, it is better to be alone than to be surrounded by people that make you feel like you're alone. And I think I spent enough time being alone and enough time, like I lived alone for a year. So I really, the only person I had when I was going through like the hardest time in my life was myself. So I, at the end of the day, I think that's where my like peace comes from is understanding that I have my own back. And like you were saying, you were, she was reading another excerpt and it was saying that like the worst thing you could ever think of has happened to you and you're alive and you've survived it and you made it through. And that to me, like, okay, shit, I, I trust myself then mm-hmm. the worst happened and I made it through. And the crazy thing is you never would have thought that. Oh, because you were so far removed from yourself. You were so far into the future that you were like, well, you know, A plus B happened. So C must happen. Right. And that's just not life. Right. Right. It's like the plan. And then you get punched in the face and then you got to revise your plan. New strategy. Keep going. Right. And you'll get to a point where you've been punched. It's repetitions. It's practice. It's the point where you get punched in the face enough. You know what you know what you're going to do. And it's about accepting the past that happened to you, accepting, okay, I know that when I'm put in X situation, this is my emotional response, but let me train myself so that when this emotional response happens, I talk myself out of it. I talk myself through it. I find peace and I logically adjust to the outcome that I want. Right. But adjust to what is logically correct to you. Right. And not what society tells you is correct. Totally. Um, And I feel like I have, I was thinking about this last night because I couldn't sleep. And of course, you know, we were thinking about podcast ideas and I do feel like, and I'm really proud of myself for this. Like I must say, I have officially come at peace with my very first heartbreak. Ooh. And uh, it just made me really happy because I was like, this person had so much impact on me both positive, both negative, and I can truly say that I am thankful for that experience. Yeah, and that doesn't mean it's not going to hurt, and it doesn't mean you're not going to still feel those things, and I think a common misconception is being at peace is not accepting something for, like, fully what it is, whereas you're like, oh, no, like, I'm still sad about it, like, or it, I still remember the happy moments, like, that is peace, is, like, the full circle of everything. Right, and I've come to, and I've, like, kind of thought about, because, you know, when something happens, you are very, honestly, one-sided. You were thinking about all the trauma that happened to you, and you don't think about, okay, well, why did this person do that? Because a lot of times people, a lot of people aren't malicious. They don't, 
mean to do things to hurt you they do it because of they're not firm in who they are and they've had their past trauma and they don't know how to deal with it and so they hurt people and I have come to the acceptance that everything that had happened to me and us in our relationship it wasn't because I was a bad person it wasn't because I was a bad person a bad girlfriend it was because he was going through things and he loved me he just didn't know how to fully express it and we needed time apart we needed time to grow so that I could I could accept And I also think that acceptance is you deciding what kind of behavior you will allow in your life. And to me, sometimes accepting someone fully for who they are means accepting that they're not in your life. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has to be a terrible, bad thing. No. You You are constantly evolving. You are constantly changing and there is this, um, it's from the movie with Medea, and she uses the tree. There is this big tree of life, and you have the leaves, you have the branches, and you have the roots. There are people that are leaves. They come into your life for a season. They're pretty, they're, they're shiny, and then they fall off. And that's not that's okay, because new leaves are going to grow, new people are going to come into your life. They're awesome. They go. And then there's branches that stick in your life a little longer. They're the people who you think are your best friends. Something happens, that branch falls off. A new branch is going to grow. New people are going to come into your life. It might take a little longer, but it's going to happen. And then you have the roots. You have the people that stand firm in you. They accept you through the bad weather, the sun, the rain. But they are so deeply rooted into your life that they are never going anywhere. And you equally have to practice accepting them like it's a two-way street yeah accepting is realizing that the world does not revolve around you it doesn't (laughs) it just it doesn't and it's not to say that you're small and that you don't mean anything it's just becoming aware of why people act the way they do why you act the way you do and really just coming full circle with it that's what like one of the biggest things I wanted to hit on was just like it is self-awareness is acceptance because you have the complete and utter right to change especially in this time period of our lives like we're so young and so it's really just like right so much anxiety comes from not allowing yourself to be present and not allowing yourself to be at peace because you can't change the past you can't rewrite that and you also don't know what's going to happen in the future So it's just, hey, do I trust myself? Something happened in the past. I didn't like it. Maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe my emotions were too high. Maybe I was too logical. Because you can be too logical. So many people forget that. That you can forget to have empathy and forget to have sympathy and forget to be compassionate. But it's about, okay, where am I now? And then adjust from there. And keep in mind, too, it is a practice. And I do think one of the faults in our generation and in our world is we are evolving at a rapid pace and we don't give ourselves time. We don't give ourselves time to practice, to be intentional, because we expect to wake up one morning and boom, I accept. Instant gratification. Yeah. And uh, I hate to break it to you, but that's just that's just not it. Absolutely not. It's like the clarity, you know, like after you do something and you're like that was so much fun and then you know five minutes go by and you're like oh shoot Uh. you kind of reevaluate 
And if there's one thing that I will give advice to myself and to people is good things take time. You do not know yourself right off the bat. You're like you said, you're going to fail. You are going to think you accept yourself and then something's going to happen to where you get punched in the face and you're like, why am I acting this way? I, I thought I was okay. And you're not. Right. That's why you were like, are you at peace right now? And I struggled with my answer for a second. It's because you have like it really is. I could have the worst day in the world tomorrow and do something that's out of character, out of line, something that I wouldn't normally have done. But right. It's a practice. You'll have shitty practice days and you'll have really good practice days. But the idea is we always talk about it. The 1% better. Just like accept it a little bit every day. Practice a new boundary. Practice trusting yourself just a little bit more every day. Yeah. And if one thing is lacking, just try and do better in something different. Like one day you might really struggle with your mental health and it might be really shitty and you can barely look at yourself in the mirror. Okay, let's let's go to the gym. Let's focus on the physical aspect of it. If I can't do well in this, I have so many other things that I can succeed in. Just because you failed in one thing doesn't mean you're going to fail in everything else. Also, acceptance is being honest with yourself. A lot of people, I've heard different sides of what people think about like affirmations. Like they'll go in the mirror and they'll be like, I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm strong. And I'm like, what's the point of saying it if you don't believe it? Big facts. Like you have to accept where you are in order for something to change. Like, that's why I think it freaks people out sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I have a binge eating disorder. If I think it freaks people out because I'm honest with myself. And it's one thing if I were to be like, I have a binge eating disorder and I don't give a fuck. Like, that's that's one thing. But it's very different because I'm like, I have a binge eating disorder and it's something I'm actively working on solving that issue. I'm not there yet, but I accept I have it and I'm working on it. Yeah, well, it's accepting the bad. No one wants to accept the yeah. bad because we romanticize life. And it's really hard for people to come to terms with the things that are wrong with themselves. And that will continue to pop up into your life. You know, if you don't let go of your past, if you don't accept the bad, that will show up in other people. It's like Kelly was saying, it's like when, what was, what did you say about, um, what was it? I don't know what you're talking about. That's why. No, it was like when... When people are, like, cocky or something. Oh, okay. You, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, so we're based off of the, like, other people showing emotions and you being, like, oh, whatever. So the example I gave to Katha was when somebody's really cocky and they think they're being confident, but you know it's cockiness because they're insecure. Like, you only notice that of them because you have a fear and a doubt within you that that's an insecurity within you. So, like, maybe sometimes you're like, oh, shit, I come off cocky and it's because I'm low-key insecure about something. Like, because when you, if you were a confident person, you wouldn't look for the flaws and faults in someone else. Yeah, and that's why a lot of happy people and a lot of um, very grounded self-aware, they come off as naive. And it's not that they're naive. It's, the, oh, they're self-aware. They know everything that's going on around them, but they don't chase imperfections in other people. Or project they accept right this is who i am this is who you are and that's it a way to actively practice acceptance and this is so shitty is to make a list of everything you don't like about yourself 
and everything you want to change about yourself and every cracking crevice that you've ever felt wasn't enough and or was too much and sit like just be real with yourself because so often we hide it or mask it or attempt to be like no that's not really me but when you sit there and you personally point it out about yourself you'll deal with it if you don't if you really don't like it because everything that you actively do not like change you're accepting so you sit there with yourself and you decide okay do I really not like this or is this just one of the, like, that's just one of the things I have. Like, I, it's not that crying bothers me. It typically bothers other people more. I'm okay with the fact I cry now. It's fine. Because it, to me, is emotion. And I mean, that's the way I express my emotion. And instead of, I used to freak out and cry, like hyperventilate and cry. And so now I'm like, okay, I'm crying because something in me needs to be heard. And so I'm like, okay, well, what is it? Work through it. I accept it. Okay, moving on. I love that for you. I wish you guys could see like our faces. Well, most importantly, my face. <laughs> I'm very like eyebrows scratched. Right, she's like, like shaking my head. That's I'm- good. I have the amount of lists. So I used, I was an in-person personal trainer for a really long time. And I trained this guy and he is 12 years sober. And one of the first steps of becoming sober is writing down all of these things that you hate about yourself and all of these things you want to change and just like all of these things that hold power over you and accepting those and letting go acceptance is the first step acceptance and letting go of it well letting go is a pr- I don't think you need to let go of everything not everything but things that don't serve you that hold negative power right so cr- to me I don't need to let go of crying Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. But I need to let go of the things that, because crying serves some purpose in my life. That's who I am. It serves some purpose. You, I don't, see, I just, the concept of letting go, I don't agree with. What about the book you gave me? I think it's acceptance. Acceptance. I guess letting go of like past traumas. And I guess, like you said, like the power, like you, you, you don't let go of the experience because it shapes who you are. Okay, there you go. Yeah. But you let go of that emotional, like that emotion, the trauma. Right. And you let go of that, like that burden because you have a heavy burden on you. you. And when you accept it, you let go and that burden lifts off of you. So I feel like that's where where I was coming from with that. Right. So I guess to reiterate what you're saying and like put it in my words, let go of feeling it now. Yes. Yes. So, right, accept that it happened, accept all the emotions that it cultivated and stirred up in whatever it did to you and allow that to be it. So let go of bringing it with you to where you're going because it no longer serves you. Yeah, literally let go of the past Yeah, and live right now. And thank you for that experience. Right. And I think so many people just think letting go is forgetting, but it's not allowing it to hold power to who you are in the future. Yeah, you're never going to forget. So on that note, Katha, are you going to go write a list of uh, things that you don't like about yourself? Yeah, I'll go write that. (laughs) And I'll go write that. Sorry, I have like 10. Across all my notebooks is things that I'm like, I want, and the list gets smaller every time I do it. 
because I'm actively working on something. So the list, I'll notice like, oh, that's not even that bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I feel like my list might be kind of long, but then I also feel like it may not be that long because I do, I feel a little lost, <laughs> but I do also feel like that I'm coming to terms with everything and I'm, I'm accepting who I am. And now it's just putting that into practice. Like I just struggle putting things into practice and actively doing it. And like, I'll get punched in the face and I'm like, where do I go now? I think acceptance isn't as bad as people think it is. I think the idea of it, the ruminating idea that you are telling me you want me to sit down and point out everything I don't like about myself. Yeah, that's not positive. That's not healthy. I think it's, I think it's scary to a lot of people, but when you sit down and actually do it, you're like, so that wasn't that bad. Mm -mm. And now, you know, and now, now nothing can hurt you. Yeah, well, and if it does hurt you, you know how to cope with it and you know how to approach it and not in such an emotional manner of, okay, all of, because when, when something happens to us, we say things that we don't want to say. Right. That we don't necessarily mean. And I think accepting yourself, accepting your bad traits really will allow you to ground yourself and to think about the other person, think about their traumas. Why are they saying this to me? And having more of a logistical I don't want to say argument, but coming back as a more grounded individual. Right. Because then you can be fully yourself and then you'll find people who fully embrace you for who you are rather than ever trying to change to fit the mold of someone else. Yeah. The minute you question yourself and you question your identity and if what you're saying is correct and if that person is making you feel like you're crazy and gaslighting you... I don't even think it there are extremes like that but then there's also the extremes of being in a friend group where they do different things than you or they don't understand your life and when you're like no I like that I track my macros and I like that I go to bed at 7 p.m because I like to wake up at 5 a.m and do my cardio and you don't have to understand that because I accept it and it serves me in my life and it makes me feel good so I'm gonna do it yeah and they might they may not live that lifestyle of you you know like I don't go to bed at seven (laughs) I'm I go to bed at like 11 or 12 but I accept that with Kelly I'm just like okay whatever like you know you could have friends that go out party every single night and that's okay they just have to accept you and you have to accept that that's their lifestyle literally one of my best friends I don't understand how she does it she is gnarly but like I fully accept her and she fully accepts me so when we like come together we equally support each other and equally love each other and don't ever try to tear each other down and like that's what it is is I accept me for who I am fully so I accept her for who she is fully and she doesn't negatively affect me and I don't negatively affect her right you listen to her stories without judgment totally and you just sit there and listen and you only have the ability to listen without judgment when you accept you without judgment period period that was good thank you that was really good thank you I feel like we should end on that. Okay. Okay, guys. <laughs> um, until next time. <laughs> well, we'll be on Kelly's bedroom floor in the next episode. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Love you. Love you.